Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daly. This is Gus Boyet. This is Don Hutchison. This is Jürgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jürgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us, to become a socio and to get every interview we produce without adverts and before it goes out on the main feed, plus lots of bonus content, including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A. So do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club and get your family and friends to do so. Maybe even strangers in the street. Love you. Welcome to our big interview icons series where we shine a light on a legend whose name has lit up some of the conversations I've had with my guests over the six years. This episode focuses on Jurgen Klopp. Liverpool assistant manager Pep Linders tells us how Jurgen and his lieutenants instill the players' inner voice in training, not least to employ the press for when they do not have possession. Jamie Carragher describes Liverpool's amazing 4-0 thrashing of Barcelona in that infamous 2019 Champions League semi-final at Anfield. The Reds trailed 3-0 from the first leg, but Jamie contends that Jürgen made his players believe that they could achieve anything. And lo and behold, they did. Early in the series, we sat down with Liverpool left-back Andy Robertson. It was early 2018, just after he'd played a vital part in an awesome 4-3 win over Manchester City. Andy explains to us what it's like to play for this legend, Klopp, and how he's liberated to take creative risks. Listeners, I'm certain you'll enjoy these fascinating insights into a true icon of our beautiful game. If you do enjoy it, you're welcome. But tell a friend, tell family, tell strangers in the street. Enjoy. What's the percentage split in the concept of pressing and positional play that's mental compared to physical? Because I I believe when I watch teams who try to press, I I sometimes see footballers who, who do it because they're told to do it, but they don't believe in it. And therefore their work 
efficacy goes lower. You have to convince everybody. Am I, is that fair? Yeah, it, it, it has to come from the stomach. You cannot have one second of, of uh, disappointment losing the ball. It's always the, the next situation. It's always the... It's like an invitation to uh, create a new situation to, to win the ball and to use it. So, and this is, you can only stimulate in certain exercises. You can only stimulate when the players really believe in it. If all the exercises are based on what we do about the better you play, the more you play. The, the, if you don't counter press well, if you don't press well, the more you have to defend. Then it becomes like a natural skill of the players because we really believe that they have to be with the whole body in the training session. So not only the legs, not only the heart, not only the lungs, but the whole. We want this high level of concentration, specific concentration. And that creates like this intensity everybody sees in our game. Yeah. And that's what Jürgen asks for, of course, each day. Yeah. From the ultimate in team movement to maybe the ultimate in individual movement, who won the last uh, paddle game between you and the gaffer? I will not say the result, but I won. Okay, you won't say the result because I'm going to interpret and you don't need to confirm that the result was big. It's like this. If he wins, the the hours after, I hear it from the whole building. I will go in the bus and the bus driver knows it. I go in the plane and one of the stewards says, well, how was it? If I win... Nobody speaks. I don't hear a word. I understand it, that um, Liverpool was on a, uh, 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 one of the, the working trips to Spain and, and, and Jürgen saw Paddle and fell in love with it. I, I guess it's pretty lucky that he didn't go to a place where there was lacrosse or, or darts or something like that because Paddle has become something that... I think you've built more Paddle courts into the new training complex than, than there was at Melwood. Um what's the value of, of you against the gaffer on a 1v1 in the court? Because we build you up as when you're succeeding, we say, ah, oh, these guys get everything right. But in any competitive sport where it's one man against the other, you can get pissed off, you can get angry with one another. And okay, some of that's good. So what the hell, man? It's 1v1, me v you. That can't be healthy. Yeah, but yeah, it is because I think we are both... We are not bad losers, so we really are honest if one plays better than he deserves to win. So that's one. Second, of course, we want to win, but I think because of our schedule, because of the amount of games, because of the pressure we are in, the, the job we are in, it's, it's really great that we have a moment where we can fight against ourselves because it's 1v1. There's nobody you can blame. There's nobody you can speak to. It's, if there's a mistake, it's you. But this moment of sport, this moment of competition, this moment of a full, how can I say, full of energy, because we play 1v1 on a full-size court, on a 2v2 court. So it's not, it doesn't look like paddle how you see paddle. It's fighting. <laughs> and it says a lot about, uh, you learn a lot about yourself if you play 1v1. Huh? Do you give up in the moments it's hard? Do, do you listen to your voice and your hands? Uh, when you cannot reach it but you could reach it all these things and uh, but many times many many times after the game or in between the sets ideas came up because uh, you thought about different things and uh, great ideas came up so yeah good yeah. I wonder if it's like a stone in a pond if there's some ripples the players hear you screaming at each other well, okay sometimes maybe you play before they come in but they see 
the gaffer and Pep at full commitment, trying, working, being beaten, fighting back, screaming in victory or in defeat or, or talking to the bus driver about who won it. It's a good example, you're said. In, in all the teaching of mentality about winning, losing, learning, fighting, thinking, you're setting a good example. Absolutely. The, mo- the most powerful tool for players uh, is the character of the, the coach, for the character of Jürgen. The, because I really believe in the way you speak with the players on a daily basis, the way you coach the players on a daily basis, the way the players speak with each other on a daily basis becomes the inner voice. And the most important in the game is the inner voice because you have to make decisions, you have to constantly readapt. So I'm trying to say the character of the team is is the character of the coach because that's the most powerful uh, 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 development weapon, if you would like to say it like that. But the way Millie speaks before the game starts, the 10 minutes before we go out, saying repeating the things we said in the meeting. Uh, the way, Jürgen example, when we do a counter-press rondo, when the team who lose the ball, I say it many times, they can hear us in Manchester because that's the moment we want to get the ball back. So it's go, get it back, immediately. So it, these things and the repetition of these things. But the way we speak, the way Jordan coached the players in the game, the way he speaks loudly when there's a good pass or when a good... Always based on our way. But I really believe that uh, this team is created by great personalities. And that's the main, main reason uh, why the inner voice is good, but also why in many moments of adversity uh, we uh, became successful. Yeah. Whenever I speak to players, and players give me this valuable time, if you listen to them and if you listen to clever coaches, you know that never, ever in the history of football have we asked so much from our football players because they don't get time to think or breathe or rest or assimilate or learn or recover. And therefore, you guys in your profession, you're working at a cutting edge. We have to be creative. We have to try to create like a stable try to create stability around the players who are fit and the team who is fit uh, but always focus on our way because if we learned one thing over the last years is that um, all, all the big moments came from adversity So, and why we became successful in these moments because we stick to our way we didn't change and we focused on what we had not on what we didn't have take Barca away we lose 3-0 we didn't have Bobby we didn't have Mo we lose Robbo in halftime we, we could have changed so many things no, we focused on uh, we, uh, we focused on what we had and prepared and we went with our way and that's what I mean and all the time when it went against us we did this uh, and um, I really believe that the the reason why we are why we are were successful is because we kept our plan. The reason why we are still consistent performing now is because we kept our plan. Uh, the individual is really important, but the collective idea uh, uh, and and the the, uh, the focus on this collective idea and the consistency of the collective idea and the training of the collective idea makes all makes it possible that we, if we lose players, that we keep our way because the players are drilled 
to deal with the short team, to deal with our zonal pressing approach, to deal with the offside trap, to deal with organized attacks. And it proves one more time that the squad we have, the main strength is that we just have many, many good players. And two, there's a clear collective idea where we base all our decisions on. This is not necessarily a, a, a one-word answer or a long answer, but Bet365 have asked us to ask you, if Liverpool played Barcelona on that night, the 4-0 night, a hundred times, how often would they have won 4-0? You know what? I think it'd be more than what you'd think, really. I know, I know it's a freak. It'd be by that Barcelona 4-0, but it wasn't even the Liverpool's best team. I think we have to remember that. There was no Salah. No Salah. No Firmino. No no. Yeah, and it was just... I, ju- I just think, honestly, I, I just think the combination of Klopp, the crowd, and that team's almost in the middle. And I'm not trying to take credit away from the players because it was amazing. But I just think there's a concoction there of European nights, Anfield, and Jürgen Klopp's connection. And it's just, what happens in the middle is the game. And it's just, I'm not saying it was meant to happen, but it was just, I just look at that and... I remember being at the side of the pitch when Barcelona finished the warm-up. And my only hope for that game was Barcelona think the game's won. So I was doing some TV work and I was at the, the Anfield Road end so where the Barcelona fans were and I was watching them warm-up. OK, they're doing the warm-up. You know, I don't, I'm not seeing nothing out the ordinary. And then the Liverpool players went in. There's a big roar. And then I seen Messi get the players in a huddle. And my heart sank. I thought, oh, they, they, know how imp- they know how important it is, but they, they, these, it happened to them before. Correct, it had happened to them. They'd been pumped in Turin, they were pumped in Rome, having been 4-1 up and they lose 3-0. It was in their, there was a stone in their shoe already, you're right. And I just felt, maybe this is not the night this is going to happen, really. And then, when we analysed the game and looked at it again, obviously, what do you want? An early goal, they get the early goal. But when you look at the goal, some of the things the Barcelona players did in that lead up to that goal, I couldn't believe it, Jordi Alba. I mean, I think Liverpool will have a corner. The corner gets cleared and Jordi Alba goes chasing the ball. It's only going to go back to the Liverpool goalkeeper. And then before you know it, Liverpool have recycled the ball. They've knocked a long ball to the left-back position. Jordi Alba does a bad header. The reason he does the poor header is because he's running back to position. So he's actually running backwards trying to head a ball instead of actually running onto it and heading it away. And just those little moments Liverpool took, obviously, advantage of it. And and to be honest, I think it was almost like an, an Istanbul moment where I always think that when the AC Milan players, they're probably thinking, something's happened that quickly. They haven't even had time to think. And I sometimes think about that with the Barcelona game where in that second half, things happen that quickly. It was almost like Barcelona were in a trance and could not believe what was happening. It just like bumped before, you know, the game's finished and they're out. And it's one of them, how's that happened? How has that happened? And yes, of course, more often than not, you're not going to be the team of that quality 4-0. But I just, I don't know. I just think there's something with with Europe and, and Klopp's energy and personality. And I, and I just think with Klopp's personality... 
I just think that those type of events are more likely to happen than maybe with other managers. Because maybe there are other managers who have different strengths as managers, but his is actually almost making people believe something's going to happen and never... It's okay, we can all say, never give up, work hard. These are just words and, you know, cliches, but when, when, when you actually believe it when someone says it, you know, and I think that's the big thing. And I think Jürgen Klopp's team talk before that game was... Again, spoken about a lot is that he said, "I most he said if this was another set of players in front of me, I don't think we could win." He said, "But I think you can win." Now, of course, he'd probably said that to us another set of players in that position, but those players believed it when he said it. You know, you know. So straight away, they feel ten foot tall. It doesn't matter. It's Barcelona. It's Messi. And I just think there was a not that it was always going to happen. Of course, it wasn't, but. I just think there was just so many things aligning together, uh, really, that uh, made it more likely than what you'd expect. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have you ever seen or thought of a 90-minute match like that in your life before? It was it was a game that was played at a million miles per hour. You know, we didn't get our breath back, probably. You know, we were all in the change room and nobody was really speaking because it was just one of the ones, like, what did just happen out there? And, you know, the gaffer, and he's, I think he just let that loose in his, you know, post-match. But, you know, from a neutral point of view, I think, like, all my friends obviously have a look into me, but, you know, people you follow on Twitter and all that were just loving the game as a, as a neutral, you know, Lots of goals, two good teams going at it, and and the attacking football was incredible. And defensively, you know, even though there were seven goals, there was still you know a lot of big challenges, you know, tight at the back, especially first half. And 
it was just one of the games that that's football for you. It's one of the games that will probably go down and everyone will look back at, especially at the end of the season and go, you know, that was that was a right good game. And you know, the most important thing was we came out on top of it. That was if you don't come away with the three points, then. I'm sure Man City have quickly forgotten about it, but what a game, and it was brilliant to be a part of. I saw, you know, watching it, so heaps of talent, that's obvious, pace, commitment. But I wondered, to what degree did strategy or tactics help you win the game? And therefore, I wanted to go back before it. What was the manager's messages to the team or to the defensive unit or to you? And, and I'm also genuinely really interested for the listeners. No trade secrets, obviously, but... One of the things that people probably don't think about a lot is that footballers are asked to carry quite a lot of information. And if you play three times a week, that's three different big chunks of information about team tactics, about an individual opponent. One, what's that process like under Jurgen Klopp for you or the team, the actual information delivery? And two, what happened on the pitch compared to what he was asking you all to do? As the manager and all the staff that are behind him, they they don't leave you know their attention to detail is is incredible. So you know, like you said, we do get a lot of information before the game. We usually know how how we're going to set up. You know, we that's what pre-season for. We drill it in, and and that's our favoured way to play. Of course, we've changed our formation a couple of times mm-hmm. this season where you need to adapt, but. You know, usually we ha- we have the same formation and we know where everyone should be. But against Man City, there's there's that much that they do that we were. I think we were quite lucky in the way that we played Friday against Everton and we had till the Sunday, so we had to, we had a whole week. So one day we could focus on ourselves, the next day we could focus on Man City. But sometimes mm-hmm. you don't get that much time. No. And you know, I think it was just you know the gaffer just drilled into us that on our day we can you know we can cause people problems, and we showed that. We, had, we knew we, had, we were going to get tested defensively, which we did, but we tested them going forward and we, we capitalised on their mistake. Tactically, was, was, there a, a, was, there, was his point at any stage, I think that if your pressing is really intelligent and they don't get time on the ball, they may make more mistakes than they've shown for weeks, or was that not an I idea? Think was, I think it was more trying to press them as high up the pitch, because you know a lot of people go and play Man City now, and they just sit back and yeah. try and defend for yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah, some people might get lucky and get a draw, but they're, qual- they're, they're world-class players. You can sit back and, you know, I've been at Hull, of course, and against the big teams, we did just sit back and defend. Sometimes yeah. we would get a 0-0 draw, but in other times, they would pick you off anyway. So sometimes it's better to have a goal, but we've got world-class players, so we knew if we could win the ball in dangerous areas, then we would cause some problems. And that's what, in that eight minutes that we scored three goals, I think that's what happened. You know, Mo Salah won the ball high up the pitch. Yeah. We forced the keeper into a mistake. We forced John Stones into a mistake that Roberto managed to capitalise on. So all these mistakes added up, but I think it was because we were putting pressure on them high up the pitch and they didn't quite know how to deal with it. I think you know that I've lived in Barcelona for 16 years now and I was so fortunate that when Guardiola took over at Barcelona, I was able to be a witness and learn a little bit. Yeah. You know, because I do try and pay attention and pick up. One of the things that the players said that wasn't commonly talked about was they were sort of hanging on every word Pep says. And I know you're supposed to do that with every manager, but all managers are different people, communicate differently. And he has this exceptional way of um, communicating. But what they also told us, that group of, of Xavi, Iniesta, Pique, Messi, whoever, were like, that. The, the more he tells us, do this and this will happen, and it happens... Our belief becomes total, you know. So, have you experienced that when you see kind of what he tells you to, or the group of coaches tell you to do it, and on a game like Sunday, it all comes true in that in that those three 
big moments that change the game, does it reinforce your enthusiasm for the message and your, your sort of belief? Yeah, 100%. You know, I think it's, you know, no matter what kind of, like, level you play at, it's easy to get, you know, a couple of clips and go, look, they do they do this. But we have we have that much information that, that we get to see it, you know, in a lot of their previous games. And we knew how they would set up. We knew their full-backs would go high. And, you know, the gaffer kind of set us up a wee bit differently how to defend against that and make sure all the half spaces were covered when we go and press and don't leave any space in behind. And we managed to do that. So, for instance, if... You know, they like to switch the ball a lot because they've got pace on the wings, whether it's, you know, on my side, it's Sterling and Walker, so whoever it was is, is rapid. Yeah. So we, I was maybe waiting to go across and then, you know, I had a midfielder that was inside me because that kept the centre-backs in and the midfielder could cover the ball down the line. Because Man City's movement is, this season especially, has been ridiculous. That's why they're 12 points clear and realistically they'll probably go on and win the league. And and it's all because of that but luckily we managed to stick to the plan that the manager gave us What's your level what's the intensity of concentration when all of those things those jigsaw pieces that you've just listed like that you know, on a personal basis what's how what's in your head as you're doing all these things correctly I think you just get so fixed on the game really like I know myself I just go out there and you do need to remember these things of course you do because if you make a mistake with these things then you've not got a leg to stand on really because I told you the, the manager will say you know we showed you but you know I think that's maybe why the game was closer than it was because we put so much into 86 87 minutes that you know, the last five minutes, maybe, you know, it was just a wee bit of lapse in concentration and that's why we conceded the two goals and it was a wee bit tighter, really. It should have been a more comfortable evening uh, for us. But, like the manager said, I think in his pre-match, never mind post-match, he said it didn't matter if we won 1-0 or, you know, 3-2, 4-3. It was all about getting three points that day and we'll have to look at the last five minutes. But, you know, if you play that good for 86 minutes, then usually you've done enough. Objective achieved. Yeah. So let's talk about the run. <laughs> <laughs> because it's got mythical status already um, and I bet you're going to tell me I was just natural of course that's about what was going through your head we've had enough interviews where we talk about you know what kind of an environment is there under a coach or at a football club and creative risk risk management in your head about what kind of environment is there a blame environment can you you're, you were analysing there or certainly you've got a very good version of what was going through your head at the time there but analytically you were going that's the right thing to do it might be oh but it's, your brain was functioning it, it, are you just like that naturally or is there a, a culture here of acceptance that if you think you're doing the right thing and you take a creative risk if it doesn't quite come off there won't be blame unless it was directly disobeying a tactical order. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I think, you know, everyone's seen us this season and probably since the managers came in, really, that, you know, he likes as soon as we lose the ball, then it's all about, you know, pressing and trying to get that ball back. Because if we've got the ball, then we can control the game. Mm-hmm. We can't concede goals with, when we've got the ball. We can only score goals, really. So, you know, I think from the terms of pressing, I don't think he'll ever tell somebody not to press. He would maybe prefer that we were hunting in twos and threes instead of just one man pressing. But... You know, I knew if I was I was to go there, I think it was um, Gini Wijnaldum, I knew he would cover into left-back, I knew somebody would drop into midfield, so from that point of view, if they did get through, then I would just have to get back, but people would have been in my position. That's really to good to know, this is the pre-season training, this is the work yeah. that you've done already, that you don't have to look, There'll be sl- the, my smart colleagues... Yeah. We've got the same work ethic. We'll be slotting it where they should be. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's not about. Um, you know, it's about learning other people's positions as well. It's about. You know, if 
especially you know he likes our full backs getting forward and when we go forward we need protection of course we do because if we go 40 yards and put a rubbish cross then they're on the break so we need people covering us and that's the way it always has been but we also need to cover our centre backs or our mm-hmm. centre mid if they go wandering mm-hmm. so you know it's, it's all about learning other people's positions as well as yourselves and I think you know as a squad we're, we're quite good at that yeah, we have because so many people listen to us we ask them occasionally for questions so Ben Cropper has written in to say for Andy as one of his players how best would you describe Klopp's vision of heavy metal football now you've, you've described a bit of it there but is, is that more to say and, and I've heard the phrase what is heavy metal football yeah I don't, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure yet either okay. um, but you know the gaffer's way of playing is very attractive I think that's why for instance we can get you know the new signings for instance Virgil van Dijk's had the pick of the clubs really and and the the meetings with obviously you know when he came in and spoke to the manager then that's what sold him um, you know the club obviously the, the history and everything sold him but I'm sure I know from my point of view the first meeting that I had with him was a very successful one and it did it, it did take me time to get used to the way of his style of play of course it did um, you know what were the points of adaptation what did you have to well, from my from my point of view, it was like I, like I said previously when we when we were at Hull and in the Premier League, we defended more so. So my mindset was more trying to change from we're defending against these teams and now mm-hmm. I'm the actual attacking team. You know, mm-hmm. when Liverpool came to Hull, we tried to hit them on the counter. We sat back, but now we're the ones. So I think I think in my you know in my debut against Crystal Palace, I had more touches than anyone on the pitch. But I probably had more touches than any game I've ever played in my career because we dominated the ball we had about 80% possession which I've never really been involved in from having seen you previously you'd be quite happy with that thought yeah you would want to be on the ball oh 100% there are many successful defenders who the less time they're on the ball yeah. the less threat is going on less yeah. chance of mistake but I didn't anticipate that's not your point of view no it's you know I was I was delighted because it meant that I was making an impact I was putting crosses in the box I was driving forward but you know to get your concentration is completely different because of course we cannot switch off defensively because we get hit on the counter-attack because we have most of the possession in most games but now your concentration is also right when I'm in the final third I need to pick the pass I need to do that but in how we would maybe I would maybe have two attacks but now I'm having ten attacks so it's now your ratios are a lot different and you know your percentages have to be a lot higher and, and that's something that I'm still working on and still trying to adapt because you know, probably especially recently when I've gotten the final third, you know, crossing and stuff like that maybe hasn't been up to scratch, but it's just because I'm putting in more crosses now, so I yeah. just need to get that consistency of if I had three crosses at Hull, two would be good, mm. and that's fine. Mm. But now having maybe ten crosses at Liverpool and maybe six are good, but that's not good enough in my, in my terms. So, you know, it's just about improving and all the time and, and learning under the manager, and in my opinion, there's no better, um, you know, to learn under. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true. Graham Hunter and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson.